0: Welcome to the farm. I'm Katja Williams, the rural mum, and today we're talking, you've married a farmer. Now what? And today our guest is Jenny. She is from America. She is a fifth generational farmer and professional kid wrangler. So Hi. hi, Jenny. Hi, how are you today? Good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your operation and your family.
1: Yeah, so like you said, I'm fifth generation. My dad currently farms and my brother farms with his operation. Uh, my dad has farmed for over 35 years. My brother has been apart for five years and this is my first year. Um, with a little bit of skin in the game, I've always helped with the farm, but this year I'm actually farming um, my own 80 acres. So it's a little bit of a different experience for me this year. Uh, my husband, his family also farms as well. And so he gets in on that operation. Um, they farm corn, soybeans, cattle. And then on our set of things, we do corn, soybeans, and sheep. So we get a good mix of everything. Uh, my husband and I, we live very close to our family farms. We're very blessed to be so close to our families. And we have a family of our own. We have three daughters. Um, Addison is age five. Olivia is age two. And Austin is eight months.
0: Beautiful. That's excellent. That's a big family that would definitely keep you busy.
1: Yes, without a doubt. We, I came from a very large family. I have five. I'm one of five siblings. And so I'm used to the, the chaos and um, I love being around a lot of siblings. So that's what we wanted for our kids, too.
0: Before we continue with today's interview, I'd like to give a shout out to today's supporting link. Today's link is supported by the Rural Mum Tupperware. So if you are interested in purchasing Tupperware or finding out more about it and how it can help you in your everyday life, please click the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to today's interview. Do you have a favorite element of the farm?
1: Oh boy. Um, Probably my favorite thing about the farm is just the fact that we get to do it with our family. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, you grow up and you move away or you see your Your parents, your siblings, you know, every once in a while are on holidays. And I literally, I see my parents a few times a week um, during our busy seasons. It's every single day. And my kids get to be around my parents so much. Um, They don't know life without grandma and grandpa and lots of cousins and aunts and uncles. So it's just such a blessing to be able to do it all together. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It would be. And so on a daily basis, what does your day look like?
1: So my involvement is a little bit different on the farm. I still work full-time outside the home. And so um, I work remotely from home, which is really, really helpful. But during our busy seasons, when I have extra time that I'm out helping with the farm, my main job is to be the grain cart operator. Um, I am hoping that I get to run the combine this year. That would be my dad and my brother both loosening the reins for me to do that. Um, but just to, just to try it out, I'm definitely not ready to go solo, but I want to give it a try. Um, and then whenever I can, you know, if, if they need help on the livestock side of things, I like to help with the sheep chores when needed, especially when my parents are out of town, you know, we kind of like to take over and help with that stuff too. Um, my parents show sheep, so they breed purebred sheep and they bring them to different fairs and shows. So we get to get in on that too, with, you know, getting them ready and doing the showing as well.
0: Perfect. Do you have a um, particular thing you love about each of the shows?
1: Yeah, I mean, just definitely the camaraderie of getting together as a lot of the same people. It's almost like our own little show family, um, but most of the time we only get to see them when we're at the shows. So getting together with the whole sheep industry is always, always fun thing.
0: Yeah. Any um, logistical tips for anyone trying to get the kids to and from a show and keeping them entertained while you're there? And
1: Oh, boy. We actually, we almost have a whole little playpen set up um, in one of the pens. Uh, my mom in the past has even brought a, like, blow-up swimming pool. Not that we put water <laughs> in it, but just to contain the kids in a clean area where they can sit and play with their toys. Um, lots of wagons, lots of strollers. And really just letting them get in and help with it, that's, that's the biggest part. They like to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, keeping them occupied so they, um, yeah. and helping so they can't get up to mischief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the biggest uh, surprise or hurdle when um, you started helping with both operations or going between your husband's farm and, and your own?
1: Definitely the biggest thing for me right now, especially in the area where we live, Um, There aren't a lot of women who have my kind of participation in the operation, so there's a lot of times where I will go to meetings um, and whatnot, and I go with my dad and my brother, and I'm the only woman in the room, Um, and it's a little bit of a different dynamic, um, but it's it's something that I'm getting used to, and it doesn't bother me, and I've never been treated differently, by um, other people in the industry by any means, by saying that I'm a woman, but it's just, you kind of feel like you're solo and you're out there on your own when you're the only woman in the room. Um, but I think, I think that's gonna change. And I think over the next you know, 10, 20 years, you're gonna see a lot more women who are owner operators.
0: I think so too. What was the best piece of advice that was given to you, um, either before or after you were married, um, regarding farming that you refer to, you know, daily or weekly?
1: Uh, my biggest piece of advice was just to adjust your expectations. Um, we have people in our family where they live in town, and you know, their husbands come home at five o'clock every single night, and they have supper on the table every single night. And for me, if that was my expectation, I would be disappointed every single day. Um, So just kind of adjusting that expectation of what can happen and what is logical that could actually work out for everybody and just kind of making do with what you have. You know, if that means going out to the field for supper, then that's what you do. Um, Going out for late night rides so that the kids could see dad before bed. Um, It's just definitely adjusting your expectations. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a um a big discussion at the moment over on our Instagram feed was actually um you know recipes that you have as a go to that you can get either ready within ten fifteen minutes or that can just sit in the oven. Um, do you have a go to recipe like that?
1: Uh, we have a lot of things. Burgers are definitely my favorite thing that you can whip up super fast, wrap it up in tin even sometimes warm yet when you get to the field. My mom is like a professional when it comes to bringing meals to the field, especially when I'm helping in the field. My mom is responsible for feeding all of us then, and she has her whole system. She has her things set up. She has her warmers that keep things warm while she gets out there. Um, but yeah, we are, we're definitely just whatever works and a hot meal is a hot meal. None of us are really picky at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. as long as we're fed. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. And so over the time, um, either growing up on your family farm or in more recent years, what would you say would be your top lessons that you've learned being on farm and, you know, being at home or working the paddock?
1: Okay, five top lessons. Number one would be that it's a lot easier when you just work together. Um, My parents have always raised us to be very, very close. We don't really have a lot of family feuds. If, you know, there's a disagreement, you talk about it and you move past it right away. Um, number two, just involve the kids as much as you can. You can you can look at it one way or the other. It's going to definitely slow you down. Um, there's going to be things that take extra long time, but they get to be a part of it. They get to see it um, and really experience it. And they, they love it. Um, there's never a time where I have my kids complaining that they have to be out in the field with us. Um, and I think it's just going to develop that work ethic early on for them. Um, and that goes kind of into number three, you know, just having a really, really strong work ethic. I actually had an employer one time um, when I was hired. They hired me. I don't even know how it came up in the interview that I was raised on a farm or that we were part of a farming operation. And that was a huge bonus to them, knowing that I came from a farm because they flat out assumed that I would have a stronger work ethic than other candidates, just because of my background of being raised on the farm. Um, Number four, I would say definitely um, just kind of softening your heart and kind of learning more of the circle of life with being on a farm. Uh, My kids, they've been exposed to, you know, life and death really early on with the animals. And I don't want to say that they're numb to it, um, but they don't really get too broken up and they just understand that that's the way that it works um and then number five just to know that at the end of the day um you know the farm is the farm and your family is your family and nothing is ever going to change that yep yeah 100 percent yeah
0: And um, I love watching uh, some of your Instagram photos and stories because you do have the three kids in the tractor with you. So do tell me a little bit more about um, how you go balancing having three kids in the tractor with you and what makes it easier to have them there with you.
1: So I try to do that as minimally as possible. Um, That is always my last ditch resort. Um, We do have Part time daycare. So, whenever they can go to daycare, they enjoy that too, you know, getting to interact with other kids. But farming definitely happens in the off hours when daycare is not operating. So, on the days that we don't have daycare or that it's after hours, they come with me. Um, We have their little seats, we have dry erase markers, they can color on the windows and it wipes right off. Um, And then, grandma is always our go to as soon as she's available, as soon as supper is ready, you know, whatever she has going on that she yeah. can come out and rescue us, especially for the youngest. Um, she's eight months old. She actually went to the field when she was 10 days old and spent all of harvest season with me in the field. And it, it really worked way better than what I expected it to. Um, honestly, I think it was easier with her at 10 days old than it was when I had my one-year-old because she was sleepy <laughs> and pained. Um, she was happy to lay in her car seat or um, ride along in the wrap. I'd always i do a lot of baby wearing so she was happy that way too but anything we can do lots of snacks um when all the activities run out snacks are usually what hold us through until we can shuffle to something else and definitely switching from one piece of equipment to the next um my kids they go with grandpa they go with their uncle and they really don't even care if it's in the semi if it's in the combine if it's with mom in the grain cart they just bounce back and forth, and they're very resilient. They they get used to it, and their schedule gets messed up, but they deal with it, and it it all works out. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: And there are all the sort of adapt adaptations and changes that you've made along the way having kids on the farm. Um, were there any other tips and tricks in particularly those busy periods um, with the logistics of that?
1: So my dad and my brother are very, very understanding. Um, You know, our elevators close at a certain time around here. Usually it's by like around six or seven o'clock. And so we'll make sure that we have everything filled up for the next day. And so if it's getting late and there's some extra things to be done, they'll just tell me, you know, you take off with the kids, you go home, we'll stay and work extra long. And you know, my day will come too when my kids are old enough and I can stay out there longer and help longer. Um, but just kind of making that change that I I can't put in the hours that I used to, it's just not feasible with the kids. And we just, we make it work around that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're not in a busy season, how do you, or do you try and put in a work-life balance between the farm and being at home with kids?
1: So really it kind of goes hand in hand, um, more than anything else, you know, my work commitment when it's what I hit my job outside of the home, you know that I have very set hours was where I try to put my time. Um, but you know, if we're running to the farm, it's the kids are with. It's not that we're you know leaving them behind. So that's kind of the balance we find. Um, the kids kind of understand there's things that we don't get to do because the farm comes first. Um, but they get used to it, and it's it's the way that I was raised to. I don't really feel like I missed out on a lot you know, not getting to go to the swimming pool in the summer all the time because we were too far away from town or, you know, there were certain sporting activities that we didn't get to do because it was in the busy season. Um, but it's it's just kind of setting those expectations for the kids right off the bat too. And they really handle it well.
0: Right. I'm glad that they do. And, and it's definitely about setting those expectations that helps a lot, um, particularly when you can refer back to a conversation that you've had or, or a routine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then that always helps, I think, with the kids as well. It Doesn't matter whether they're in the younger ages or you know whether they're a bit more experienced with having us down the paddock. Those expectations and conversations really help.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah.
0: So what's the season currently like in America?
1: So right now we have all of our crops in the ground. Um, we will be moving on to spraying next to work on weed control. We are really, really dry here right now. We had a lot of snow this winter, um, but not enough to really soak in and make a huge difference. We've had very minimal rainfall going into this year. Uh, Usually we have a little bit of a wetter planning season, and we didn't have hardly any rain days going through this season. So we are really banking on getting a rainstorm here shortly. There's a chance later on this week, but I don't know if it will hit us or not. So we're just crossing our fingers that... We'll get rain eventually. Um, you know, we pray for rain and then we pray for the rain to stop and yeah. back and forth. It, you, you never know how it's going to go. But
0: No, absolutely not. Mother Nature will do her own thing. Yep. So that sort of leads me into the next question, which is if you have any tips for drought or long periods of um, dry.
1: So the biggest thing for us, um, we do have crop insurance. Um, I don't know if you guys have crop insurance in Australia as well, but we do have certain crop insurances that you can put into place kind of, to, you know, make sure that your assets are covered and your inputs of what you put in. Um, but our biggest thing is, you know, my dad, he's farmed for, like I said, over 35 years and, uh, we're a very, very Christian family and we just kind of turn it over to the Lord. Um, the Lord has always provided for us. He's provided for us in seasons that were super wet and he's provided for us in seasons that were super, super dry. Um, And same thing like when the market, when the market changes and things are high or low, either way, um, it it always works itself out. And so just not putting too much stress on it, I guess, and knowing that in the end, the Lord will always provide.
0: Yes. Yeah. Keeping those connections and communication and family close at heart during those times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so. That would be similar for the wet season, or do you have particular things that you would do differently in the wet?
1: No, without a doubt. Um, we do, one thing that we do that my dad is a really firm believer on is he uses ridge tilling, um, and his belief with that is that in seasons of wet or dry, that's better for the crop to have the ridge around the root of the plant, um, just to kind of keep the moisture in or to let the moisture run away if it needs to get out if it's too wet. So. That's the only really practice we use to prepare for wet or dry. We don't have any forms of irrigation in our area where we live. We typically have enough rainfall every year that we don't need to depend on irrigation or that it just really doesn't make sense for us to have pivots. So, yeah, we just kind of put it all in the Lord's hands and hope that it works out every year. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And any tips for farming in the snow or having the kids in the snow?
1: We very rarely get to the point where we are farming in the snow, but we do get a lot of snowfall here. Um, And yet we just bundle up and you make do with what you have and hope that you can get it out as quickly as possible at that point.
0: Yeah. Good, good clothes. uh, Good warm clothes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Jenny, do you have any other tips and tricks for rural mums living on the land
1: I think more than anything, um, just to know that it's it's such a great life that you can live and your perspective changes everything. Um, you know, you can have a really, really hard time with it, or you can just really embrace it and take it for what it is. And I would definitely take that route. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Jenny, for coming on. So you are married a farmer. Now what? If you have enjoyed this content and this interview and enjoy rural women stories, tips, tricks and hacks, please like, subscribe and continue watching these videos either on this YouTube channel or also on the podcast. Until next time, thank you very much.